0: Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're about to do. We thank you for your scriptures. We thank you for the time that we get to spend with you, oh God. We thank you for the time we get to spend with our brothers and sisters in church. Father, we pray for your spirit to move. We pray that your resurrected power will resurrect everybody here in our service, oh God. I pray, O oh Lord, let your spirit lead everybody into victory. And thank you for what you have begun. We believe what you have started. Only you can end it, O Lord. We give our life to your hands. Ask of your blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout an amen together. Shout an amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's read Acts chapter 1 verse 3. Acts chapter 1 verse 3. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them convincing proof that he was alive. Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it says, after his sufferings, he presented himself to them and gave them convincing proof that he was alive. May God bless you all. Please be seated in God's presence. Please be seated. How is everybody doing? Praise the Lord. Come on. I mean, there should be a smile on your face if you had a good week. If you had a bad week, keep crying. It's okay. Cry in the house of God. Let the tears roll down your cheeks. And I'm sure and I want to guarantee before you go back to your houses... God will change your weeping into rejoicing. He will change your circumstances around for His good because we are gathered in His house. We are gathered in His name and He will change our situations. So I don't know, what, the, what is the emotion level? Are you happy to another corner or are you at low ski uh, today? Whatever emotions you are going through, my God will make it for His good. And as we are gathered in his house, we can say, God, I thank you for all that you have done. Last weekend was amazing with with uh, with Good Friday, with you know Good Friday fasting prayer, then Good Friday service, and then Easter service, you know, morning service, and also Easter evening service. Thank you. Everybody who showed up, who came, who helped, Uh, you know, I want to take up the, I don't want to take up the names, but you know, the food coordinators, the event coordinators, the different people who participated, uh, the worship teams that we had, it was a blessing, it was a blessing, and some of the people who came for the very first time, they enjoyed, you know, being with us. When they went back, you know, they were talking to many of our, you know, uh, families who Brought them to our church that they enjoyed the fellowship at our church. I mean, this is Zion. We open our arms for everybody to come and accept Jesus as they walk. And as they start their walk, they have to begin somewhere, right? So we will help them to begin their life here. Thank you. For your hospitality, for your loving gestures that you show up to every newcomers, this is the house of God. This is where Jesus is. Zion is where Jesus is, and this Sunday morning, I'm so excited to preach this God, of, word of God. Um, Every time, you know, I bring, I, I prepare a message, you know, I go back, you know, maybe around Monday, Tuesday, I sit back in the house of God in the presence and I, I ask him, God, what do you want me to speak this Sunday? And as I'm, I'm preparing there's sometimes there's just one word that just struck in my mind, one word. It just comes to my mind. It could be through my reading of the scriptures or you know meditation or some of the books that I've been referring or reading one word will just stuck in my mind and I pray about that one word. I pray and then the Lord will talk to me more on that and last week you know as I was sharing after the Resurrection Sunday you know all the messages and uh, um, you know the Lord was leading me that that I begin a new series with our church. You know last uh, we, have, we are done with the road to Russell And from today, we are beginning with our new series titled as The Miracles of Jesus Christ. The Miracles of Jesus Christ. It's very important that we as believers should understand miracles is not dead and gone. Miracles are still happening. Come on, somebody. Miracles are still happening. If you and me, we are gathered in his house and we are seated here alive, it's just because of a miracle. Come on. It may not be, you know, great miracles that you have heard stories from most of our Indian pastors or, uh, or you might have not have visibly seen miracles happening like, you know, lame walking or the mute uh, hearing, that, uh, you, you know, mute speaking or the deaf hearing. Or, you know, you may, have, may not have seen those kind of miracles, but that doesn't mean miracles doesn't happen. Miracles are even happening today. Miracles are happening even today. Miracles are part of everyday life. Yesterday at our youth group, I was explaining to them by sharing that, you know, miracles happen every day. And the biggest miracle in any individual, the biggest miracle in any individual, can somebody say, what is that? The salvation of an individual is the biggest miracle it is the biggest miracle. But At the same time you have to believe that you and me we have to keep working on our salvation. Every day. Every day it's a war. You don't have to do anything extra to achieve more on what Jesus has done. But at the same time we have to preserve our salvation. We have to preserve our salvation. Every day it's a battle against the devil and his schemes. Every day it's a battle against the temptation that come through the agenda of the devil. The schemes of the devil. Every day it's a battle so whenever you're fighting this battle there at this at the time you are renewing your salvation and when you're renewing your salvation that's a beginning of a new miracle on that day in that situation praise the lord every salvation when you are renewing your salvation when you're protecting your salvation as a believer you got to protect your salvation The devil is always and always accusing you to break your salvation. Because if only if he could take away your salvation, then he has conquered you completely. Your salvation is your most prized possession. It is most prized possession. There is nothing that can equally stand on that weight With your salvation. Your salvation is very important. You and me, as individuals, we have to preserve it, protect it, protect it from the schemes of the devil, protect it from the evil practices of the devil, protect it from the eyes of the devil, protect it from every individual who is trying to destroy your salvation. Your identity lies on your salvation. You being a Christian lies, the basic foundation of you being a Christian lies on your identity which comes from your salvation. Come on somebody. Praise the Lord. Your salvation is very important. And today as I'm going forward, this morning I want to preach about the message, it's not over. It's not over. What the devil intended to be the end of Jesus' life on that cross He broke open the grave and came out alive, declaring that it's not over. From the very beginning, the devil and his ideas always and always was to destroy what the Lord has started. He wants to end what God has began in somebody's life. When God Almighty was working wonders, you know, in the uh, in in Adam and Eve's life, and He they God plays Adam and Eve uh, in the Garden of Eden. Je- Satan was so jealous; he was so jealous because once upon a time he was sharing this fellowship with God Almighty. But because of his evil practices, he came down. And then God, in order to bring uh, you know a fellowship, He created a man. He created Adam and a beautiful madam for him. And he placed them in the garden of Eden. Amen. He wanted to restore the fellowship. I'm coming back to the point, salvation. Amen. Where Satan lost. God wanted to reinstate and restart, rebegin, began And he placed Adam and Eve in the garden. But the devil grew jealous. And jealousy made him. To trap down what God has started. Jealousy made him to push down these very people that God had planted in Garden of Eden. But what happened? Man fell into the trap of the devil. They fell to the shore of glory of God and they committed sin. They were fallen from the fellowship of God Almighty. Amen. Satan was victorious. But after that, the first prophetic word that we see is in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, where it says that the seed of women, come on, somebody, the seed of women shall crush the head of the serpent, the seed of women shall crush. Today I'm just going to release a prophetic word on some of your parents, some of our mothers here. If people around you say that your seed, your children are of no use. Today is my words of affirmation that God says your children will be a headache to the kingdom of devil. Your children will be a headache to every serpent. Your children will be a headache to the plans and the schemes of the devil. Your children... God said, the seed of women shall crush the head of the serpent. He will crush the head of the serpent. Satan got very angry. He was scared. And after that, every person that rose to a hierarchical position, Satan's agenda was to destroy that person. Every man, every man who rose to a hierarchical position, In order to deliver God's people, Satan's eye were upon that person. Thankfully, Noah in the generation... Found grace and favor. He stood strong for God Almighty. When everybody else collapsed, Noah's family stood strong for the Lord and he made sure that I will stand strong till it's not over from God Almighty. I will stand strong till my God doesn't say it's over. I will stand strong and align to my words by saying it's not over when till until 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 my God says it's over. The devil's agenda was to destroy Noah's family but he could not conquer him because Noah found favor in the eyes of God Almighty and he stood his ground for the power and the work of God to move in his generation. He built an ark. He built an ark. My words are salvation. Remember the salvation. He built an ark and saved where his family members. Salvation in the ark. Salvation in the ark. That was one of the big miracles that happened in Noah's life. Not that he was alive, but that he protected himself and his family in the ark. In the ark. Noah came, he rose, he died. Abraham came, he rose, he died. But every person who rose up, who rose up, Satan was always trying to destroy God's redeemers. The Redeemers, Moses' life, we all know the story. He was a promised child. Do you have promised children in your life? The devil is always against your promised children. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a prophetic child in your life, a promised child in your life, the devil will do everything to destroy. I would like to share from my own experience, if there are parents or mothers or, you know, parents, families, you know, members, here, or my young ones, you know, they will be married one day and they will lead their own family life. This is one testimony that I would like to share from my own family, you know from my, uh, my, my uh, you know after I was born there was a lot of promises that was given to my parents for a son for a child to be born but they were not in faith they were not a fervent believers they were not in strong believers what happened is the promise d- did come but you know my mom was conceived but at the same time there were some problems that happened during the pregnancy and almost two or three times she 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 had miscarriages she 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 lost the baby she she, she almost after six months or seven months and once it was twins and you know uh, she she lost and every time you know i mean i growing up you know my i and my brother we we're almost nine and a half years apart so just imagine during that time period you know i didn't have any sibling to grow up or fight or you know uh, to have you know to be jealous of or to you know accuse them or to pull them to fight with them i didn't have anybody and I saw everybody else doing, you know, the normal sibling rivalry and everything going on. And I'm like, I don't have anybody. It's good good. good. Sometimes it could be a good thing, but sometimes it was a very bad. Because you're growing over yourself. And almost. During those process, my parents, they lost their child, but when my my brother who is nine and a half years younger to me right now, Samson, when he was about to, you know, uh, be uh, born you know again, men of men and women of God came to our house and prophetically prophesied into my family by saying that this is a promised child and this are his ministry this is what, these are the areas where the law will take him, these are the things but you know, much before that fulfillment had to come into existence the devil started attacking our family again the same way the same pattern that he used to kill and destroy my previous you know uh, 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 children uh, uh, the devil used the same thing he brought the same thing but I'm thankful this time this time the Lord had positioned our family with a group of other prayer praying believers now understand this where you position yourself is very important you got to have a really praying church. If you have a church that is lukewarm, I am asking you, move away from that church. Praise the Lord. If you have a church who is lukewarm, that's not your area, you will be dead with them. Dead with everybody else. But I'm thankful. Zion is a praying church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were thankful that we were placed and positioned in a place where there was prayerful leaders who came. And this one man of God, you know, most of you all would know, you know, Pastor Anderson, who is right now in Canada. This is, He just came to our house and he broke that pattern that day. Yeah. Broke that pattern that day. Yeah. What a blessing it was. I was fifth or fourth or fifth grader, but I was, as I was there, You know, he just broke the pattern and there were other pastors and leaders who came during that situation. Hey, at the ninth month, at the ninth month, my mom fell down from the bus twice. Twice. At the ninth month, she fell down in the house many times. It was the same scenarios, but hey. Nothing could touch the promised child because the Lord was protecting it this time. Because a church arise to pray for the dear one, a church arise to break the pattern of the devil, the church arise. Do we have brothers and sisters and family members who could pray for a miracle in your dear one's life? I would declare it in the name of Jesus that once we say it will happen and the devil has no control over our people, it's not over until my Lord says it's over. Miracles happen even today. Miracles are for today. Miracles are in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brother... Samson was born, and I got the phone call. My mom said, hey, you know what? I, want a, I wanted a baby, you know, sister, right? Uh, and then uh, my, my mom called, and, you know, Samson was born, and he came back, you know, after a few days. This guy, he came back home. Immediately, they had to rush him back to the house because he came back home, and in just 30 or 40 minutes, uh, his breathing collapsed, and he was again, you know, almost dead. He was almost dead as, as soon as he reached home. Uh, and 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 my parents took him back my mom was a nurse right so my mom knew what's going on and she immediately took him back to to the hospital and uh, but this time before they went to the hospital they went through the church again they went they they, they made sure that they'll stop at the church first our pastor you know pastor used he's live in the church he's in the past. so they stopped by there and they prayed a prayer of another breakthrough another breakthrough Pastor M.A. is you know, he was, he was praying. He said, These are the words he used. And I still remember, sometimes there are some words that you will never forget in your life. This is the word he said, But God has already delivered him. But my parents, they were growing in their faith at that time and they, for their convincing proof, you know, they went back to the hospital and they they checked and uh, the doctor said, there is no problem at all. The Lord set him free. The Lord set him free. Promised child. Do you have promised children in your life? The devil is always against them. As my brother was growing up, again, because he was a promised child, the, the God had told him, Padinaru Vaisvera, until the age of 16, you have to pray for this guy. You know, You have to pray continuously, but at the, until the age of 16, you have to pray continuously for this child because the devil is always and always wanting to destroy every body part of his life, every body part. So my prayer, my parents' prayer was, God, we pray over every organ in his body, every organ in his body. We will not let the devil capture it you know, a uh, few weeks before his 16th birthday, a few weeks before his 16th birthday, he met with an accident, few weeks. Before his 16th birthday. We started we started at 21 days of annual fasting in our church. The first day of the fasting and prayer. The first day of the fasting and prayer. My brother met with an accident. That could have collapsed the fasting and prayer in our church. But we made sure the fasting prayer goes on. What happened because of the accident was you know, long story short. The, my brother he had a head injury. And his brain fluid started coming out. And you know uh, I was the first one to reach that spot. And uh, it was terrible situation at that time because i was seeing blood all over his uh, the, the doctor said that his eyes is not responding and uh, it was very bad it was very bad and when i saw his his toes were cut off right we were praying for for you know his organs but 16 years the lord says until 16 years you have to pray for your brother you have to pray for your son for every part of his organ and when i, when I was looking at it, his eye was not working and his leg his toes were cut off this is what I prayed. I was the first one to reach there. My, nobody informed my parents because fasting prayer was going on and we didn't want to, you know, uh, create a scene right there. But after the fasting prayer, somehow my, my parents got to know my, uh, you know, we didn't tell our mom until then, you know, because moms, you know, you're very tender hearted. Uh, uh, and then we called our dad and daddy came immediately. And, uh, you know, but this is one thing I prayed Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus that I will not give any organ back to the devil. If he is a promised child, we are getting him back in Jesus' name. I laid my hands on my baby bro- brother and I prayed. I want his eyesight to be normal. Within 10 minutes, his eyesight started becoming normal. Started be- but his his legs were amput. His legs, I mean his his toes were uh, cut off, and he was hanging on to the skin. His bones were broken. We took him to the hospital. The doctors said that we have to ampute that entire part because there is no blood circulation. This is gone. This is gone. My parents signed the consent. You know, after almost three days my you know we were fighting this right so after almost three days my parents signed their consent for them to you know cut off his or amputate his toes and as the doctor began the surgery my church started praying they started praying i don't know what happened my brothers and you know i'm going to call them brothers and sisters of our church they started praying and they say we will not give one single part of his skin to the devil we will not give it to the devil if it is from the Lord we will not let it happen until the Lord says it is over Hallelujah. it's not over until my Lord said it is over the doctor brought his you know tools and everything one of our friend was the doctor uh, and the doc. he brought his tools you know to amputate. off and the moment he made a slit right before he could ampere he saw blood circulation on the cut off toe even after almost you know 72 hours he saw, after three days, right? So he saw, uh, um, you know, blood circulation. He came out immediately and said, we don't have to ampute it, we have re-stitched it back. We have re stitched it back. Come on. The doctor might have coolly said, We have stitched it back. But there was a group of people who were praying earnestly. And if there is a people, if there is a group of believers who could be on their knees and pray for your dear ones, the devil will not capture any of our people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The doctor said, One month of bed rest. But this guy, you know, he, he's a strong believer, right? I trained him well. He was my younger brother. On the 21st day, the doctor said, you should not use your legs at all for the next one or two months. You know, the healing process and the fracture, everything is going on. Uh, He, I don't know what he, on the the last day, you know, he didn't tell us, nobody, he didn't inform us. The last day, we just saw him on the stage playing drums, worshiping Jesus. Do you have promised children in your life? It's not going to be easy, my friends. It's a war. It's a war. But every day of your war, you can have the assurance it's not over until my Lord says it is over. It's not over until my Lord says it is over. And today I'm declaring it over our young ones here. You will get into family and relationships. And I proclaim blessings over your life. May you have fruitful, married, happy, married life. But when you have promised children. Children are promise of God. And every child has a promise of God. You will always face battle. You will always face battle. But it's not over. Unto the Lord says, it's over. Let me just read that scripture portion real quick. And I'm going to end here real quick on that scripture portion. It says, Acts chapter 1 verse 3 says, his, After his suffering, who's suffering? Repeat after me, Jesus. Jesus. Never be ashamed of calling out the name of Jesus here, right? Yeah. Jesus, after his suffering, Jesus' suffering. He presented himself to them. He presented himself to them. He Gave himself to them. It's the same kind of word which says that for God so loved the world. He gave his begotten son. After Jesus' resurrection, he presented or he gave himself back to them. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Because people or disciples, they were scared after the resurrection or after the death of jesus christ people were scared the disciples were scared who will take care of them who will provide them to who is going to take care of me? And then he comes again. He says, I am presenting myself back to you. With the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. With the resurrected power of my I have conquered and now I am presenting you back home. Hey, when my father presented and gave me to you, I was a human being. I had limitations. I can be in a place only at a time. If I am in Judea, I am in Judea. If I am in Jerusalem, I am in Jerusalem. If I am in, you know, in Nineveh, I am in Nineveh. I cannot be everywhere. But right now with the resurrected power, I am omnipotent. I am omniscient. I have all the power. I am infallible. I can be everywhere anywhere and I am indestructible. I cannot be destroyed at all with the resurrected power. He comes back to his disciples who were scared and he says that I am now giving myself back to you. Come on people. Today, this is my word before you go back. You're about to see the resurrected Jesus alive being presented in your situation. No matter what you're going through, no matter what situations you'll be facing, but my Jesus says, I am presenting myself back to you. Are you scared? Are you afraid? It's not over till my Lord says it is over. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He presented himself. He presented himself. He presented himself. My word today is presented himself. He presented himself. Today. Today. Go back to your houses. Spend time. Some time in more prayer. I'm asking you. As you do that. With your family members. As you do that. Priest of the house. I'm asking you to declare this. As you spend some time in your prayer today. Priest of the house. As you spend... Your family time. My God will make himself alive. And present it to your family members. Father I declare in the name of Jesus. What you have began will happen in through the series. I declare in the name of Jesus, let miracles, signs, and wonders happen. It is not just our teaching, but I pray with convincing proof you will remain alive in our midst, O Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the word that you have given us. And more than everything, O Lord, the salvation, which is the biggest, biggest gift in our life, we pray that you will help us to preserve it, to preserve it. And I also right now, I pray over every promised children, I pray that you will bless them and keep them safe. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' masterless name we pray. Everybody shout an amen. amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. One more quick announcement because most of our families leave immediately after we say, <laughs> you know. Uh, after our service today, the young adults, you know, we are meeting today at Chennai Cafe, right? Uh, for uh, lunch together. We want to get together, the young adult families. You know, we are meeting together at Chennai Cafe. So if you are a young adult, please come join us at Chennai Cafe. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Father.